And we're back. You're listening to Lulu Sun, the Chronicles of a Mad Asian with our throuple. Hello, everyone. Hello. Meatball on the mic here. Harry Reid back with you. Hello, Harry. Hi, Meatball. Hello, Lulu. Hello, Lulu. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about service industry woes. I thought we would start off by, so we all met up for happy hour before we met up for this podcast. And we, it was perfect timing, right? We we're talking about this and we had shitty ass service, like terrible service. It was impressively bad. Yeah. Probably some of the worst I've ever had, actually. Now, if you're a longer term listener of this podcast, you'll understand that we don't discuss our topics beforehand with each other. Right. We, we decide what we're going to talk about and that's it. So it, uh, it is just quite appropriate today. Yeah. And it was funny because we limited how much we talked about it because we knew we were going to be having yeah. this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, right, today, is it the manager's issue or is it also an accountability issue or is it both? Because this guy couldn't get our orders right. Or put them in, actually. That's right. He was writing down shit but just never put the orders in. <laughs> and like, when he was asked to check on them, didn't I don't even know what happened. He said he's like, Yeah, check on it. But you never fucking put the order in. Well and, if and, you never put the order in and you check on it, is it going exactly as you'd planned? Well, that's true, I guess, right? <laughs> it's right where I left it. <laughs> so for the listener's benefit here, I ordered two tacos, okay, just tacos, and I asked about them after thirty or forty-five minutes. It was an hour before I got the two tacos. That's how bad this was. And the only reason why she got the tacos was because it was a shift change because the new bartender knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, how many people were in the restaurant? So, oh, we're, no, no. We're talking, it wasn't a overwhelmed thing in, by any means. Oh, really? No. We're talking mid-afternoon in yeah. a in a fast casual establishment that has a bar. Yeah. And uh, Dude came back up. I said, hey, uh, can you check on my food? And he said, oh, yeah, sure. And he walked away. And from that moment on, he wouldn't even make eye contact. He wouldn't look at me. <laughs> and it wasn't until the other bartender came that I asked again. And he said, oh, there's not even anything in the system. Now, wow. were yeah. you ordering disgusting food? You weren't ordering like tofu tacos, were you? Because I don't <laughs> want that next to me. <laughs> I love was tofu. Just like standard proteins. No, they were. It was, one was a pork taco and one was a beef taco. Yeah, no, there's Pretty no reason straightforward. to not put that in. Yeah. Sounds like your server just sucked. I know. I, I, yeah, I think he was checked out. He was That's ready our to sound be done. Engineer. Yeah. Oh, so. Hello. Papa Momo. <laughs> hello. Here. So, Papa yeah. Momo. We know that uh, that servers make what? What is it? 215? 213. 213. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry, inflation's a bitch. Uh, sorry about that. Two thirteen an hour, but if you're behind a bar, is that also accurate? That's true. Okay, so you're still working for the lower rate, and it's That's all right. tips. As someone that tips uh, above average to to generous, you know, from having service industry experience, I don't see why you would let any customer just kind of go flat or, or have yeah. like a, a bad experience. I know. Well, that was one of the things. So, and specifically the food service industry, right? That was one of my favorite things. I worked in the food service industry for years. And I loved the fact that I always felt like it was one of the few truly merit-based 
kind of jobs, right? You, if you do a good job, generally speaking, you're going to make more money, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And I always loved that about it. But yeah, that guy today, I don't think he was putting those pieces together. For years, especially as a, uh, a Houston Texans fan, I've said that quarterbacks should be paid based on their performance. Yeah. Anytime they throw an interception, just like 50 grand out of your pocket, right? <laughs> And everyone hates that, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does, but it doesn't because you're only one person on the team, right? So you've got to uh, you've got to assume your receivers where your receivers supposed to be, etc. Yeah, I mean, talk sports to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm so hot, but that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. So me and Meatball have been in the service industry. I can't remember Harry Reid. Have you? Many years ago, uh, as an employee. And then I have invested in multiple restaurants and been involved in a couple. Okay. So let's switch it a little bit, you know, being on the receiving end in the service industry. One of the things that used to drive me nuts is entitlement. Of the guests? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. I thought you were going to say employees. Uh Uh-uh. Huh. Okay, let's talk. Okay. So I frequent a place where there are a lot of wealthy people. And they feel like that just because they live in this neighborhood, they deserve everything now, 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 Mm -hmm. despite other clients and whether you're in a queue because there's so many people ordering, you might be number five. Well, first off, Lulu, there are McDonald's on every corner. (laughs) Okay. This is, we're not talking about Mickey D's here. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) No, I agree. I mean, people are dicks. Right. But I I have always said that everybody should have to work in food service because it teaches you how to treat people. Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's some like factor of dehumanization. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Again, you know, kind of talking about our previous episode, do good people still exist? Can you just be a nice person? Right. Right. Treat people well. Let's talk metrics here. Okay. If you're in like a, a fast casual establishment, there's a different amount of time I'm willing to wait than if I'm in a, a full-on sit-down, like steakhouse, fine dining mm-hmm. establishment. You know, uh, I, I would hope that people tailor their expectations to the the venue they're actually sitting in. What specific experience are you talking about here? I mean, just in general, it's just people. I think that like, like I asked for an iced tea. And it took five minutes, or my glass was empty for like ten seconds. That is and one it wasn't example. Filled. All yes. of the above. It, people, I mean, it just depends. You know, people. You're making the big assumption there that people are rational. That's right. Right. <laughs> and people can be. <laughs> oh, no, I know people completely are completely irrational are. in these situations and have expectations that are completely ridiculous and unrealistic. And you know, like the thing that happened before we came here today. What I made the comment to Lulu after we left. I've been in food service. Shit happens. Mistakes happen. It's not the end of the world, right? But mm-hmm. to me, it's how it gets handled afterwards that really defines the quality of the organization, the, the so, business. Someone right? saying, hey, my bad. Someone right. didn't come in. I was trying to do too much and like I forgot to place an order yeah. or I forgot what you ordered. I could not care less. I, right. I don't mind. I understand that. When you don't give me that, it, it just it's a killer. Right. Because you know where that doesn't happen? My house. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'll I mean, be there for tacos if next week. If there's food on the stove, you're damn right. And I guarantee they're going to be better than what you get going out, too. Yeah. It, it's very <laughs> interesting to talk about the consumer versus operator standpoint. 
Yeah. Because as a consumer, I don't care. As someone that's invested in restaurants, when I'm a customer, I don't give a shit about what is going on in the back. Right. I, I don't. I, I don't want to be concerned with the fact that like you're one chef short or someone didn't show up or like the I don't know the fucking druggie who's supposed to be walking around refilling cups isn't there. I don't want to be <laughs> focusing on that. Uh, have either of you all been Yelpers or Google reviewers? No. You've never left reviews from places? I, well, I won't say once. never, but I don't do it. Uh, maybe back years ago, I, I had left a few because they pissed me off so bad. But no, I don't do it today. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so much more, more so when it was like, a, I, I feel like people need to know about this instead of yeah. just like generally telling people. Okay. I'm, I'm much more apt to contact the establishment directly and tell them about my experience. Before going to How do some be. sort of, but, of review, because because shit happens, right? Exactly. Yeah, Again, because shit happens. I don't think our our metric for like a night out should be a ten. You yeah, know, just like a, a great general overall experience. I, I asked that question because uh, Harry Reid for a, a little bit there was a what was I Yelp elite. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, people in this major people city were, were gobbling up this opinion. But all that made me do was hate every time I went out. Yeah. Like instead of just enjoying the company I was with or the the place I was at or the the meal I was going to have, it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm uh, I'm empty here and I'm waiting for someone. And I see TikTok, Pam TikTok. over there just like laughing over in the corner instead of refilling my. I, I oh, it's terrible. Wow. Oh, you're judging more. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's no fun because like going out should be. It sounds so old school to say a special occasion. Yeah. But I mean, in today's world, you don't need to be in a restaurant to eat restaurant food. Right. You know, we're, we're much more the uh, have it delivered, cater to me type person. Okay. So I'm going to turn around a little bit, right? Like uh, with the three of us having the experience in the service industry and then fast forwarding to today in 2023, what do you think about the tip culture because I feel like everywhere now is expecting a tip when they're just doing their regular job. Yeah. I think that's frustrating. And I think I always wonder how much of that is a factor of the softwares and the the point of sale systems that they're using because a lot of them are inherent in the way the systems are set up and it's become, Oh, I see that there ex- there's a space for a tip. Should I be tipping? And people are tipping for everything. I know. I just bypass that shit if I feel like it's not. It's annoying. Right I'm not going to tip you at Subway. Sorry. Yeah. I love you, Subway. It is. So should there be like a scarlet letter if I make the federal minimum wage and this is not a tip position? Hmm. Because I, I tend to tip anytime I'm presented with a prompt. Mm, you know, it may not always be that same percentage. I, I'll definitely tip less if, like, I have to go pick up a takeout order because mm-hmm. that's that's literally fulfilling the requirement of your job. Yeah, cook food, bag it, put it on shelf. Right, right. <laughs> but still, do just because I'm fortunate to to have a couple spare bucks, and I know the people working those jobs probably don't. Um, but that has definitely gotten out of control. I think you're you're spot on. Whereas there's so many services now that have like a, a specific point of sale software mm-hmm. and it's just a, a default, you know, yeah, may as well include a tip option if they want to tip. Great. Drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's for everything anymore. And so I really, I catch myself, I have to really think like, wait, 
where am I? <laughs> is this a normal tipping place? You know, and sometimes I will just bypass it, you know. So uh, years ago, I had a uh, one of my first jobs was in a food establishment. Let's just say not restaurant, more dessert focused. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, my my boss, aka the owner, wouldn't let us have a, a tip jar mm-hmm. because we were paid the minimum wage, and that was you know it's her business, whatever her rules. If I visit that same same establishment now, there's a tip option, hmm. and it, it's just like the worst I ever feel. Like no, fuck you. You know, yeah. they, <laughs> why don't you get my order and and not bother me? Yeah, but I end up tipping anyway. Just because, yeah, that's fine. You feel guilty bypassing it? There, There's definitely some level of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like stare down the, the iPad or whatever I'm paying on uh-huh. and notice that I did or did not leave a tip and then have their attitude affected. Hmm. So I do appreciate that because I, I think at some point you'd, you're probably just going to drive yourself crazy as an employee trying to hover over. And see, like, oh my God, they tipped me three dollars. Yeah, you know, Ooh, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just kind of let it go. It's fine. There are a ton of people that are very against the tipping culture in America. However, I've seen studies that show that restaurant or hospitality employees would much rather operate on a tip structure than on a flat hourly rate. Have you guys come across that? I would rather, like, if I were going into this industry again, I would rather have a higher hourly rate and You'd want a guarantee. high tip structure. <laughs> All of the above. I want it all. Well, then you better be paying $35 a martini. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. I think it's interesting because I think part of it depends on, on how good you are at the job. I loved working primarily for tips because I was really good at the job. I always made a lot of money doing it. But there were a lot of my coworkers who weren't as on their game. They wouldn't make as much money. So I think depends on and, – and I think from the business standpoint, sure, I'd rather pay a lower hourly rate, wage and let – Well, of course. The it, everyone's going to pass salary. on every cost to, to someone else who's going to pay it, right? Yeah. That's what it all boils down to. If uh, if you're in a dinner party of six or more, and you notice that your server is not really going above and beyond or mm-hmm. not taking care of you, and they auto grat you, yeah, so you're auto gratted. I I know people that have a full on like personal policy of if you're going to auto grat me, I, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to pay whatever it is, regardless of the service. Yeah, but there's no additional, no yeah. matter if it's the worst or best service I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what what gets me in those situations, and I'm always fascinated, having been in that world, I always know if, you know, I, tr- I try to look all the time, but definitely if there's a group of six or more, I always check to see if they have autogratted. But what pisses me off is when they don't say something. Oh, yes. and it's on there. And, and I swear every time I'm with a big group and they split out the check, half the gro- group doesn't realize it and then yep. tips on top. That makes me really mad when that happens. But generally speaking, if the service is decent, I end up tipping more than what they've autogratted for anyway. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I, I'm all for taking care of people that are working. You know, 
generally, I tend to subscribe to the, if you can't afford the tip, you can't afford the eat out thing. Right. It's part of the cost of the meal. Regardless of how you feel about that, that, that is how it is. You know, their compensation is structured around that. So, you know, what was, I had a really interesting experience recently. I was in Miami for a little, for a couple days. Miami. Miami. And um, everywhere we went was autograded. Oh, and it was just two of us. I loved it. It was fantastic. And, you know, um, Agent J and I talked about it quite a bit. And we were assuming where we were was close to like the cruise ports and everything. So tons of international influence right there. So we figured that they're probably doing it because tipping culture is so different. You know, 30% of those people aren't going to tip a damn dollar. Right, exactly. So I thought that's it's a great practice, but it was really nice that it was all built in like that. So I, that was kind of surprising. I was surprised that I appreciated it as much as I did. Would you have uh, Would you have tipped at those establishments had it not been included? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Awesome. It was all. I mean, it was all specifically food service. Okay. So yeah, but well, that was interesting. Attitude wise, though, do you not feel like that people are dehumanized? Like people in the service industry, their patrons are dehumanizing them. I think it depends on the people. I think you have a lot of people who have food service experience who are very kind to servers. But I also think you have a lot of assholes who think they are entitled. You know, they say jump, you say how high, right? Sure. Would you be angry if somebody walked in five minutes before close and ordered something? No. To go or to stay? To stay. Nope. Don't care. Business oh, is I open would. until nine. I'd be irritated. I, I get I that I might be in the minority uh-huh. on that. Yes. But yeah. there's such an emphasis on people's own individual um, valuation of their importance. And, and you know what? Until X time, you got to keep the doors open. I think for me. I'm that asshole. I'm that you walk pissed. in? Do you walk in five minutes before? No, I would be pissed if somebody, if I were a server and somebody came in five minutes beforehand and ordered. I think it would depend so- for me because I've been in that situation. And for me, it depends. Have we been busy? If we're dead and we have done all of our closing procedures and we're literally at 10 o'clock, we're closing the doors and we're walking out of here and some asshole walks in five minutes till, then I'm pissed. But if we're busy, if it's steady stream, you walk in five minutes before, I don't care. What what we're talking about, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right? That, that is solid. But if you've already cleared up, if I walk in somewhere and I'm seated, that's as far as my give a damn goes. Yeah. Because it is not on me as a consumer to think about that. If you want to tell me 20 minutes before you shut down, hey, we're not seating anymore. We can take a to-go order. Right. It's up to me to place it or to leave. I'm fine with that. But, but I, I'm you. not okay. No, no, no. This should be a universal standard, oh, okay. much like every other belief I have ever, <laughs> because I'm amazing. You're the standard. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you're going to seat me, do your job to 100%. Okay, no. here we go. If you're not prepared for that, let's, let's, let's hear, move along. What sure. does Papa Momo have okay, to say? Okay, so I used to work at a ramen restaurant, right? And every Thursday on the dot, there would be this family right up 12 oh, oh shit. shit they would come in every <laughs> thursday right we close at 10 p.m they're there 9 50 9 52 on the dot okay. oh, every wow. time party of 12 we're <clears throat> halfway through our closing due dates it's thursday night you know i think like if it depends on how like 
un- how reasonable the request is, you know, because if it's just you and we're already halfway close, it's one bowl of ramen. It's not that big of a deal. And yeah, I mean, you deserve like good service, right? But if you're going to be so inconsiderate as to bring 12 people, you know, See, I, I totally get that. That, that <laughs> makes a ton of sense. At the same point, I, I do feel strongly that like if your manager has you seat them, then they're entitled. They're not paying a discounted rate because it's later in the evening. Well, and I want to be clear. I would never give compromised service, but I'd still be irritated. If I walked in personally Mm -hmm. and saw that everyone is very clearly about to go home, I'm taking my ass outside and going somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Like that way, what you just uh, described is it's almost hard to believe happens. I'm sure it happens happens. more than I want to believe. Oh yeah. On a side note, if you got 12, some of those are probably too young to be out at closing time for a restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think what made me more mad is like, and also I don't want to really make this a race thing, but they were an Indian family. And so, so they, you know you're not getting They tipped. didn't, they never, they gave like, they would round up to like the nearest dollar yeah. sometimes. Oh, so that's so like, hard. That's so frustrating. It was. It makes it really hard to give them the quality of service that you want to. Yeah, week after yeah. week. When yeah. it just feels like one know. big middle finger. In that, every that time. situation, like then you start closing it. You start closing it at nine forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with that place was like it was run by some people that had owned like ten different restaurants. Yeah. And so they weren't really around to like mm-hmm. really see day-to-day operation and like see the problems from our perspective yeah. as servers. You know, they just like totally, totally understand it. I think to I, me, I just, it's it's a in a situation where everybody's pretty much done with their closing duties and things are wrapping up. Like it's just, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it becomes to me, those people have lives too. They want to go home. They want to see their families. They, you know, like you just like pulled the rug out from under me, you know, which again, it depends if you're totally busy right up until closing time, then you're not even thinking about those things. But if you've already done all the rest of your work, you have, you have it in your head, you're going home. It becomes a, I don't know. Can I can I get y'all's opinion on something? Yeah, please. I was uh, I was traveling last week. Uh, by the time I finished my my work stuff, uh, I sat down for dinner at eight thirty at a bar of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize they closed at nine because nowhere in the city I live in closes at nine. <laughs> um, so when I realized it, talked to the bartender. I said, "Hey, happy to order whatever I'm going to have all at once. Happy to close out so you can do your stuff." Like, is that a dick move? No, that's awesome. Especially a half an hour oh. before closing. Like, you, you to try me, and be, like, definitely reasonable. Try and yeah. be decent, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, like, there, there weren't be, a lot of other options. I'd be thrilled if somebody did that a half hour before close. I'd be like, I, don't, I wouldn't even expect you to do that a half hour before close. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, that's very considerate. Yeah. You know, you know I think it, there, there's a lot of people that are, like, just completely, like, so far removed from the service industry that sure there there are a lot of people that have never worked in the industry right Uh, Uh, of course and i i full-on am with lulu and spicy that everybody should be mandated like what a one month or or like a summer Uh, during high school yeah because you really have to make sure you are burned out and really pissed off at the world to deal with all of those assholes when they come in we just spent a whole (laughs) podcast talking about good people why is it the church ladies don't understand what gratuity is i know you know, know. Well, should, should we rename just... tip to tithe? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So it's kind of switching the subject in a different uh, perspective. Like, 
What do you guys feel like about ordering kids meals? I, people get so upset and they're like, you're an adult. But to me, it's like, why do you fucking care? I am eating a smaller meal. I'm paying for it. Why am I forced to order an adult size meal? Oh, I have no feelings on this. I have never once tried to order a kid's meal. Shockingly enough, <laughs> I have. You have? What was it? I'm do 12. you remember? <laughs> yeah, I sure Chicken do. tenders? When I go to Golden Corral, I'm 12. Golden Corral? <laughs> 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 I've never been to a Golden this Corral. This 12-year-old eats more list. fried shrimp than they he have a good believe. fruit bar. Six foot tall 12-year-old. Fruit bar. Uh, he only wants nine pounds of soft-serve yogurt. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, a, uh, there's a hamburger establishment in this city. Uh, I believe it might be isolated to to uh, the city we're in. Uh-huh. I don't believe it's a national chain. Their kids' meal is full on enough food for me, a, a large meal. Oh shit! No. Wow. Oh yeah. Any any food meal that I've had is just not like it's not enough. I feel like. <laughs> well, and I don't know. I love leftovers. Like I really <sighs> love leftovers. Even Chick Fil A. Look, a business's point is to make money. If someone is trying to offer you payment, sell them whatever they want. Yeah. I don't eat fast food either, but continue on. No, like I will always order a full meal. Like I had one on Monday night we went out and I got this amazing meal and I ate off of it for three meals. Nothing makes me happier in life. Okay. That's (laughs) fair. fair. Yeah. So I don't need a kid's meal. I don't be able to eat off of that for days. I guess my thing is, is that I don't want to eat the same thing. Uh, multiple times in a row. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, how many, wait, what sort of amount of leftovers can you really expect from a kid's meal? Uh, well. The, is that what we're, we're talking about? Here? Yeah. So recently, uh, it's, it's not the, about the leftovers in a kid's meal. Um, I was at a restaurant and I ordered a side salad and I wanted the side spaghetti with marinara. Um, now that is a different, that is a fucking different conversation than the kids meal. I get frowned upon by ordering kids meals. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. <laughs> Lulu's drunk. No, don't be sorry. We applaud your efforts. <laughs> Lulu might like the food intake of a 12 year old. She's 21 and wants that toy. Yeah. I mean, you know what though? I'm older and it is what it is. <laughs> I think Man. I can't eat as much. If you as want a kid's to. meal, you should be able to have a kid's meal. Yeah. I don't like, think there should be a restriction around you. What are you paying you? for it? It's like, uh, you know, you could just say you identify as a kid. (laughs) These days, yes. Yes, you can. We can pull that off. My pronouns are super and size. (laughs) (laughs) Pronouns are happy and meal. All right. So do you guys feel like, depending on the side of town, the patrons treat the service industry folks a different way? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say no. Have you been to a seafood restaurant in the hood? Mm-hmm. It's like nobody, nobody like gives a fuck about the service there, and nobody tips. Ah, uh, yeah. They don't understand the rules. I know. Well, are are the rules still the rules if they're not common practice in the area? I mean, what we're talking about is the difference between a topless and a fully nude stripper. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you don't go to one expecting the same situation as wow, the other. Right. Nice transition there. Thank you. Of course. Some places are designed to just sling food and, and be done. There, There's yeah. no like, can I get you a refill? It's, right. You have been served. 
I'll see you tomorrow. Get the fuck out you know? of the way. And that is just fine. I, I appreciate Timmy Chan's like uh, like the next gentleman. Oh, I love going to Waffle House. Come on now. Dude, oh Waffle my. House, wow. dude. If I you go to a Waffle House years. and they they treat you well, you know, you're at the wrong Waffle House. <laughs> I, I, I think like it. the shitty service is part of the experience. And you <laughs> you damn well better tip for that shitty Waffle House oh, experience. Because yeah. Yeah. if you don't, they might full on punch you right in the face. Yeah. Like if the workers aren't fighting in the back, like I don't want the waffle. <laughs> <laughs> You hey, see man, the manager guaranteed. pull the yeah. server aside. Uh, you're being too nice. <laughs> Can you uh, rough it up a little bit? <laughs> we did that one waffle with a little bit of raw batter so they know who's in charge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Assert your dominance. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is accurate, man. That's funny. So, Lulu, I'm curious from you, um, from your time in the service industry, what are your memories? Like, what do you remember specifically about your time in the service industry? Drunk ass bitches. Yeah. What kind of restaurant did you work at? It was a bar. It was a bar? Lulu mm-hmm. was a shot girl. Are you a yes. shot girl? Oh, did you ever bring out like those, like the bottle service sparklers and stuff? Well, I mean, I had ammo where there were like test tube shot glasses. Oh my oh, God. That's wow. hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever put uh, one of the test tubes in between your boobs? Oh, and God, get no. Shot? I don't need anybody touching me there. Well, I mean, they don't have uh-uh. to. If they're doing it the right way, they nope. shouldn't be touching you. But I have <laughs> placed a test tube shot glass in a customer, a paying customer's boobs, okay. but not mine. Mm. Wait, did you then take the shot out of no. her boobs? No. Who did? Whoever that male was she just walked around her, with her companion shot her tits yeah. for hours until she found a, a willing taker yeah <laughs> it was really like three seconds that's the way it works to be a woman <laughs> have you seen any of the videos from like cancun where they do the uh crazy like cocktail experience like, oh man we might have to pull this up so i remember exactly what happens but where they pour the booze in your mouth and then they shake yeah, your they, head. they shake you and then they push your head in there and they're like humongous chest Ew. Spin the chair around a couple times. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's Cancun. It's the experience. You know, it's tequila junk. You're not going to remember. Up. I don't remember. I, I've done that, but I don't remember them pushing my head into anybody's boobs, but maybe I've, I blocked that part out. I've never <laughs> seen a video like that where the bartender slash service employee yeah. looked upset to have to perform that function. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I would imagine it would get old, day. especially as the night goes on and people get drunker and drunker. And you've got more and more slobber on your on your uh-huh. boobs. Like I think the novelty would wear off real I mean, quick for that's me. That's a problem for the customer. Yeah. You Although know. your tips probably get better too. I would so, hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Can you imagine rounding up to the dollar on that? <laughs> here's 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 a nickel. <laughs> but that's how you get on the cartel's blacklist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no fentanyl for you. Sorry. Oh, you know, I think about my time in the service industry, and immediately the things I think about are the late nights, of course. Just a seedy scene, right? So much sex, so much drugs, so much yeah. drinking. Like it's just a, it's a seedy underworld for sure. I don't know. You meet a lot of characters in the service industry. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I worked in a lot of different settings and waited tables, delivered pizzas, did all kinds of different stuff, managed a, managed a country club, oh. the food and beverage for a country club. So I had food and beverage cart girls and all that stuff. It was... Yeah, it's an interesting world for sure. When I was bartending, I had a regular and we didn't really know his name, but everybody just knew him as like 
the depressed guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Because he would always come in after close, right? So everyone's like. How? How do them. you let somebody in after close? The managers insist that we don't oh, lock the doors. God. Right. So I'm, I'm like, like standing policy. at the POS and I'm like putting in my tips for the day. And this guy would always come in um, after close, always like 20 minutes after close, right? And he would always come in and be like, yo, can I get some ramen? He's like this older gentleman, white hair, always drunk, right? Like, yo, can I get some ramen? I'm like, nah. Sorry, man. We're closed. And he'd be like, all right. All right. And the reason we call him depressing guy is because before he left, he would always say something really depressing, right? <laughs> so, like, I was, like, putting my tips in. He comes in. Yo, can I get a ramen? Nah. Sorry, man. We're closed. He's like, all right. All right. Mm -hmm. Starts to leave. Stops the door before it closed. Turns around. It's like, I haven't had sex in 12 years. Oh, and then he just walks in. Oh, my God. Sex has anything to do with food. <laughs> I don't know. See, don't know, maybe that's what the fetish? ramen was for. Not sticking your dick in the mashed potatoes, Rubbing sticking your, your uh, dick in the ramen. Pepperoni so. on your pepperoni? Yeah, you ruined his night. He was going to have a hot night. I don't know. I, I think there ramen. was some, some serious problems going on. Because he was like there like clockwork, like drunk yeah. at the same time every week like clockwork. And my manager one time actually Oh, it did, was probably after his AA meeting. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens that late at night. <laughs> Yeah, the guy was pretty unhinged. My manager actually opened the kitchen up for him one time. Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, yeah, you always come in here. Like, I'll, I'll open it back. I'll make it for you myself. So he made him the ramen. And then the guy's like sitting at the bar. He's drunk as fuck. And then my manager hands him the ramen. And he's like, all right, man, well, you enjoy. And he just like walked back to the bar. And I guess the guy thinks we're playing a joke on him or something. Because he's like eating the ramen. And he looks up. He's like, what the fuck did you do to this ramen? <laughs> And then he flips the, <gasps> the bowl over. Oh, okay. Leaves. So mentally oh, ill. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like, I think he was just going through some shit. Maybe yeah. Like, dang. Uh, like a divorce or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I you see know. a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. For sure. Not where I thought that story was going. I know. Yeah. I thought the manager was going to make the ramen himself. Next day he comes in. Hey, I haven't had sex in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That is rough, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, All right. So closing out, any words of wisdom? Treat your service industry people with respect. Make eye contact. Say hi and say thank you. And tip. And, and tip like a muff out. Facebook <laughs> is not the place to tell everyone you know about a bad restaurant experience. Right. Talk to the manager. Give oh, my a, God. I'm encouraging people to be a Karen. <laughs> oh. No, give them an opportunity to make it right before you bash them all over the internet yeah. there you go unless you're at like a Chili's you know mom and pop places give them the benefit of the doubt yeah uh, I, I, I think regret. give everyone the benefit of the doubt Harry Reid ruining the closing moments just be a good person that's all we ask people <laughs> peace out bye bye bye